A reading from Luke 22, 39-46. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. I have two observations about this, one that's kind of silly and, and one that hopefully is more serious or more profound. The silly one is this. So I, I was raised in an environment where I, I received a lot of what I call guilt trips. You know, it's like, you know what a guilt trip is, right? Like, come on, you know, you, you can do this. Someone else did it. Why can't you? And and I, I've all, when I was young, I always heard this story of the disciples falling asleep while Jesus asked them to pray. And he comes over and he's like, you couldn't have stayed awake for one hour. <laughs> I always heard that as a guilt trip. You know, like, come on, Nathan, you you start to pray and you get distracted by some, you know, sinful temptation. Come on, Jesus wouldn't do that. Why would you? You know, I would always get these guilt trips playing out in my mind. But then I read this and it says, wait a minute. It says an angel from heaven appeared to Jesus and strengthened him. Wait, that's not fair. You can't. <laughs> can't give a guilt trip for me falling asleep during prayer when you had an angel keeping you awake. Anyway, that's just kind of, that's kind of silly. I'd never noticed that before. This phrase, an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. The uh, a little bit more serious uh, angle on this is this probably most profound, most history changing, most world changing prayer of all time in the verse right before that, when Jesus says, yet not my will, but yours be done. And in that prayer, you know, Jesus facing the agony and the terror and the violence of the cross made an honest plea. Could you take this cup from me? Do I have to really face this? Yet not my will, but yours. And that submission to the Father, which is what, you know, fueled Jesus then to actually go take on that terrible death. If, you know, if his will had won out, if his flesh had won out, we wouldn't have had the cross. So thank you, Jesus, for this profound prayer, yet not my will but yours be done. Uh, when the passion of the Christ came out, uh, and that was well over 10 years ago at this point, um, when that movie uh, hit the market, it shocked everybody. Everybody that was kind of a, you know, a movie person or a producer or Hollywood, uh, kind of the centers of movie power. And this, this was a runaway, uh, best-selling movie. I ended up seeing it three times. And one of the times was Stanwich, uh, went to the local movie theater here as a group, uh, not everybody, but a lot of us. I think that was the second time I saw it, but so much of that movie, um, kind of concentrates on these very verses. It's not just about the crucifixion, it's about what came before it and the agony that Jesus was experiencing, the human part of Jesus was experiencing because he, Father, if you were willing, take this cup from me. That's, a, that's the human part of Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yep. But he isn't saying, just take this cup from me. He's asking God uh, to have um, compassion on him. Uh, um, but he knows at the same time, and this goes to what you were talking about, Nathan, that the God, God sending Jesus into the world on this mission of transformation uh, had to be done in such a way as this. And that Jesus knows this. He's aware of this. And yet the human part of him, and we would all be praying the same thing if we were in his shoes at this moment. If you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not um, my no will, yeah. but yours be done. Yeah. I think for a person coming into Christianity and has not been too familiar with it, um, probably, this is my own experience anyway, um, tamping down my own will was a huge ask. Hmm. And I felt that uh, I, I reverted so many times to my previous self, but I also kind of was pretty steadfast in attempting to understand God's will for my life at any given time after a certain time. Uh, and I, I really have no difficulty um, understand, and not, not, not the, the, what is really going on here, but the concept of not my will be done, but yours will be done. It's kind of part, part and parcel with the Lord's Prayer. It's uh, God's will. When my will conforms with God's will for me, I know I am on mission. Hmm. And I know I'm not on my mission. I have, I have grown out of that kind of adolescent view of life into a, a adult view of life where the mission becomes the purpose, which becomes the direction, which becomes the result. Well said.